Hello, what's up? This is Aiden Jones. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 9th of February, 2021. I got a bad feeling about this podcast. I have a bad feeling about it. I feel like something's going to go wrong. I feel like uh, the recording's not going to work or something's going to happen. Um, I Why do I... I don't know whether it's my fault or if it's Mac's fault that this fucking cunt thing here's what's happened is i've reformatted my mac a couple days ago because it was i because i was playing games on it during lockdown and so i had it all you know set up with a windows petition and now i've not been playing games on it so i don't need that anymore and it was really annoying me because i didn't have enough space because i had this other petition on it so i reformatted it and now i've been busy the last few days so i haven't finished the reformat by updating it and then downloading garageband so i don't have garageband right now because i don't have the latest version and you can't fucking do that with mac you're not allowed to have the fucking programs that you need if you don't have the latest version and it takes like half an hour to download and i don't have time <laughs> This is so stressful um, because I got a new job and I had training the last couple of days and I'd start tomorrow at 7.30 a.m. So it's currently 5.30 in the afternoon. I finished work. I, I got home and I haven't even had a shower yet, but I've just been trying to do this and I can feel my time getting lost. You know, I'm just sitting here and I'm like fucking fiddling around with it, picking at the little problems with my computer like a fucking scab on my knee. Oh, am I gonna, can I download that thing? Am I going to be able to mix the sound right on my fucking podcast? And it's like, no, I'm not going to be able to figure out all this stuff now. And the longer I leave it, like my gig starts in two hours. And uh, so I can f- – I'm, I'm quite stressed. I'm still – it's two minutes in. I still haven't <laughs> – <laughs> I still haven't completely gotten all this stress out. I've got a lot of things I want to talk about. Um, my gig starts in two hours. It's in St Kilda. It's going to take me an hour. I need to be there. I need to, I need to be done this and out the door by 6.30. It is now 5.30 on the nose. Okay? So... <laughs> I think I'm going to be able to do it. I'm going to do the pod and then I'm going to have a shower and then I'm going to leave. I'm going to do my first gig and then I'm going to go to the second gig, do that. I might even take my laptop with me because the second gig is at 9.45. So I might take my laptop with me and put the podcast up on when I'm going from one to the other gig yeah, that's good, isn't it? That's doable. So as long as I don't fuck this recording up right now, then everything's going to be okay. All right. How are you guys? <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to my podcast. It's Aiden Jones. What do you think of the theme song or the theme tune or whatever, the intro music? Um, yeah, I like it. Um, thanks to everyone who came to my birthday. <laughs> That's when you know a podcast is like less of a thing between like a, an artist and his fans and more of a thing just between a man and his friends. Uh, <laughs>
Big thank you to all the people who came to my birthday. Um, what a lovely, lovely time that was. <clears throat> my birthday week, in fact. Hold up, let me have a sip of tea here. Oh, this will calm me down, maybe. No, nope, too hot. Too hot. But you know what? That is okay. <laughs> the tea's too hot. And and actually, that's fine. It's not my fault. It's not your fault. It is my fault, but it's not, it's, it doesn't make me a bad person. <laughs> the tea being hot is not a moral problem. It's just, you know, it means my mouth hurts. Um, my birthday was fantastic. My birthday week was fantastic. Yeah, I got fired from my, my job, what, uh, nine days before my 30th birthday and got a new job confirmed like three days before my 30th or two days, something like that. And on like Tuesday or Wednesday last week, big shouts out to my girlfriend for like pushing me to actually enjoy my birthday. How about that? Because I was talking about last week, it is a kind of scary prospect to turn 30 and couple that with, you know, I think I was talking about last week, just the fear of like, if I have a birthday party, is anyone going to come? Am I like putting people out? All these weird negative self-talk things that for some reason just come up in my mind, you know, the doubt, there's a lot of doubt. And, um, I just didn't want, I just, I think a big thing for me is I don't want to get in the way. I don't want to feel like I'm in people's way or like I'm putting people out. And so, yeah, I just, I don't know. Or like that, like I'm asking something of people, you know? So um, that was why I was about to try and talk myself out of having a birthday party and then I just was like, I can't because I'm 30, so I have to do it. I got to do it. And I'm so glad that I did. But then my girlfriend on like Tuesday or Wednesday night, must have been Tuesday night, was like, man, what are you doing? Like, you're not even really celebrating your birthday. Like, you got to celebrate it. Like, it's your birthday. This is the moment when you get to celebrate you. It's very cliched. Uh, what's the word? It's very Instagram. You know, it's like hashtag celebrate. You are a queen and you deserve your life. <laughs> Just some shit like that. It's what's the word? What is the word? I don't know what the word is. It's just a little bit ick, yucky. It feels like self-indulgent or something to celebrate your birthday. But you know what? You have to. You actually have to get outside of the self-talk for a second. And my girlfriend was saying like, you know, if this was my birthday, I'd be out getting a bloody facial. Not that kind, the nice kind. <laughs> um, you know, like getting your hair done, all that kind of stuff. And she was like, "You, whatever your version of that is, go and do that. And I was like, fuck, man. Yeah, why am I not? Like before I got fired from my old job, I was thinking that I was going to, work on the day of my birthday and just go and do a gig. Like what a maniac. 
What a what a thing to do to not even give yourself the day of your birthday to just take the Friday off. And yeah, her kind of pushing me into that just flicked a switch in my head and I was like, you know what, man, I'm going to fucking celebrate. I went out on Wednesday. I was like, I want to buy some a new outfit and then that turned into two. I bought uh I, I bought three new button-up shirts that are all nice, silky kind of material. I bought some new sneakers for like 180 bucks. I bought a couple pairs of pants. I bought a new belt. Uh, on the morning of my birthday, my girlfriend woke me up with breakfast in bed. I went and I bought the ingredients, so she just had to come in. I left the door open. She came in in the morning and cooked the things. So it was like thick-cut bacon in maple syrup and French toast with cream and strawberries on the side. And she woke me up and had the plate ready and was like singing and she gave me a present and it was a record player, which is really nice. And it was very funny because when I opened the box, I saw the word turntable and I thought that she had gotten me like a fucking actual turntables like she wanted me to be a DJ and I was <laughs> I've never been so scared in all my life. I was like, oh, a turntable. <laughs> like, ooh. <laughs> Just you know, going, how the fuck am I gonna go through this? Do I now have to learn how to DJ? I was really scrambling and then she went, no, man, it's a like it's a record player. And I was like, oh, oh my God, thank God. Because I don't want to be a DJ at 30. What a miscalculation. We were talking about that. Imagine how like hideous a miscalculation that would be and how much of an indictment on someone and how much they know about you that would be if they – Got it so wrong. I think from everything that I've listened to of you saying that you want to be a DJ. <laughs> and I'm I'm so... Um, it's not something I've been thinking about, actually. I, I'm really very susceptible or, like, I'm, I'm really ready for other people to tell me who I am. Like, in that moment, I was going, fuck, do I want to be a DJ? Maybe she's realized and I haven't that I would like to be a DJ and I now need to search myself and find that passion that is evidently there. I'm really as a person ready to, for other people to tell me who or what I am, I think. I was thinking about that with regards to what I was talking about <laughs> with regards to. <laughs> Turns out I just told myself that I'm a cunt with regards to. No, Um with regards to what I was talking about last week with the getting fired and everything, I was thinking about, I don't even know if this is a fully completed thought, but I mean, I love 1984, right? The book 1984. And in that society, um, everyone's thoughts are monitored at all times to make sure that they conform with the values of the party, the political party that controls society and that's like a bit of sci-fi, but I was thinking about the way in our world now online where we're kind of almost encouraged subliminally or or like whatever the opposite of that is directly, we're encouraged to just dump our thoughts 
without much kind of thought to what those thoughts are or it's it's all about being natural like if you just you have to just get it out and the, and that's the best way to create things that other people will understand is you know engaging content even is to not filter yourself to just have your thoughts and say them and just put them online twitter is like a big one right we just have thought people just have thoughts and they just go and just put them online and what i learned last week was that having those unfiltered thoughts can in certain situations get you in big trouble and what happened with that job was really like a in a way like a personal clash a mate of mine was saying like you should go to fair work and call for unfair dismissal and i was like i'm not going to do that because i like the guy my boss or my former boss i like the dude and i understand the reasons that he fired me but it is interesting to think that like him me saying those things didn't in any way affect my ability to do the job and in fact i had those thoughts for the whole time and it was just him finding out that I had the thoughts that I have, that I think the way that I do about the world that made him go, I don't want to employ you anymore. And I understand why he did, but it's kind of wild that that is where we are, where like, I mean, I'm dumb for letting my thoughts get out, but I was there last week going, okay, how do I now change my thoughts? How do I conform to like what is societal orthodoxy you know or i can't be thinking that way about my new job that what made me think about this was in my new job like i've had two days induction and it seems like a really cool company and a mate has gotten me the job and um it's a bigger team but i found myself for the first time like yesterday we were having a a like a physical safety at work you know the proper ways to use your body to fucking do the work whatever so you don't get injured and uh this physiotherapist was there talking to us and um i remember thinking like this is really cool that the company pays for this guy to come in and do this stuff and i don't know whether they have to or if it's their choice or whatever but it's just a nice thing and i'm like i'm interested in you know understanding how to use my body to make sure that i don't hurt it and then i thought I reckon me 10 years ago is sitting there cynically going, fuck this guy who's giving this seminar and, and fuck this workplace for trying to get me, you know, to just use my body right so that I can make them more money. Whereas now with a little bit more perspective, I can see like, yes, it's financially beneficial to them to make sure that I don't get hurt at work, but it's also beneficial to me. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like maybe 10 years ago, I'm sitting there going, how dare they, you know, use me as a tool to make them money. And now I'm like, well, that is all, like, it's, I mean, yeah, sure. The cynical version of it is true, but also I don't want to hurt myself. And I noticed that change in my thinking with that 10 years of experience, I guess, or whatever, just life, understanding how two people can both benefit from something at the same time. It's not like a zero-sum game. It's not like they win, so I lose. I'm a pawn and, you know, it doesn't have to be like that. And so I was walking home today thinking about that and just thinking about how grateful I am. <laughs> this is how grateful I am to have this new job. And I'm like, you know, kind of scared as first day tomorrow, like after the training, but I'm also excited because it's a new job. 
but I'm like really in my head going, okay, I really want to make sure that I don't make the same mistake again that I made with the last job and letting any sort of cynicism creep into the work. And, and then I went, well, hang on. Am I just doing what Winston does in 1984 and what Orwell was talking about where our thoughts escape our mind or are kind of monitored by, you know, the elites that control society and then they monitor them for unorthodoxy, for anything that doesn't conform with how we are supposed to behave in society and then they're like adjusted. Am I doing that? Because the end of the book, if you've read 1984, is where he he – he wins the victory over himself. He loves big brother. He loves the people who are like, you know, holding him down. And I'm walking along going, I'm so happy to have a job. And I'm like, fuck, is it me? Do I love my captors now? I turned 30 and, and I'm a port like, I don't know. I don't know, man. Because then it's like, well, that's no way to be happy. Fucking hell. <laughs> I just, for a second, I'm like, yay, I've got a job and that's nice. And then this cynical voice comes back into my brain and it's like, you fucking pawn. What are you doing? You're happy to have a job. You're working for the man, you loser. It's like, maybe I want to have a job and buy new shoes and have a birthday. (laughs) When does it end, man? Can I just be happy? Because ah. then, And then I'm like, you know, my girlfriend going, oh, you should celebrate your birthday. So I went out and spent $500 on clothes. And then I flipped to the other side and I'm like, you fucking loser. You spent $500 on clothes because you, and that made you happy. And now you have to work and get a job. And you're like, oh, thank you, sir, for your job. Like, I don't know what the right fucking thing is. A part of me thinks that I should live a Spartan existence and not buy anything because by buying things I'm submitting to capitalism and then the other part of me is like we'll submit to capitalism because it actually does make you happy mate so just be happy I don't know which fucking one it is but my birthday was very lovely (laughs) god damn it hey the recording's still going how about that the Mac is pushing on through (laughs) <laughs> Another sip of tea, I reckon. Oh, yum, 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 yum. Now that is a good temperature. Oh. Speaking of capitalism, this week we have a sponsor. Oh, my God. Do you guys remember when I first started talking about getting ads and slowly they've been playing at the start of the podcast? Well, now... I have a sponsor and I'm going to be 100% transparent with you guys because I'm not reading any copy. I'm just telling a story. They've not given me anything to say. I'm just going to tell you a story and then I think there's going to be like maybe a 20 second recording of me doing a quick summary of this product. (laughs) Fuck, I'm so excited. Um, But I'm going to tell you, it's called Chef Good, right? Oh my God, the the absurdity and blatant hypocrisy of what I'm about to do is not lost on me. Um, this 
this fucking company, this fucking company, because I don't give a fuck. Well, I'm taking their money, aren't I? Um, this company called Chef Good. They're like one of these prepackaged meal companies, all right? And um, the difference is they're Melbourne-based. So if it's if you're in Melbourne, if you're not in Melbourne, one, thank you for listening, and two, go fuck yourself. Um, no, if you're if you're not in Melbourne, this is irrelevant to you. But if you're in Melbourne, this crew called Chef Good source local ingredients, and it's like made by chefs. And then they cook the food, or they do it, they prepare it, whatever. And then they put it in a little. It's like a you know a microwave container. I believe they're recyclable. I think I read that on the site. And um, the cool thing is, it's all local. It's all for like. Wait, let me find the site. Here we go. Chef Good. I'll read their... Um, that'll be good. Oh, they're based in Moorabbin. How about that? Chef Good. Chef Good. Chef Good. 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 Chef Good. Chef Good. Chef Good. <laughs> um, here's the shit on their website, all right? And then I'll tell you how I th- what I thought of it. Let's head back in time for a moment. We started Chef Good in the hopes of shaking up the ready meal industry. For too long, we saw people turn to dodgy, stodgy and unhealthy meals because they were convenient and marketed as a healthy choice. Oh, can't. As I was reading that, a little thing saying, hey, subscribe to our fucking website popped up. Hate that. Hate it. But also, thank you for... <laughs> Um, hodgy, stodgy, blah, convenient market as a healthy choice. No, thanks. That's what they've said. So we decided to start a meal delivery service with a few key differences. Our meals are made with locally sourced ingredients. They're handcrafted by real life chefs. Meet the team below in Melbourne. And they are made with whole foods, which are good for you. So that's the thing, right? That's the pitch. Um, they got a bunch of different vegan, vegetarian, weight loss, all these kind of options. And they delivered a box of their shit to my house, a box of their fucking shit, a box of their food, some meat stuff, some vego, some vegan. Um, I tried a couple and I got my housemate to try one. My housemate, my first one yesterday, I had like a Thai green curry with rice and chicken and it was pretty good. Um, there was a lot of sauce. It was nice. The portion was kind of small, but that's probably good because I think I eat too much food. I think I over portion. I think that's just who I am. Um, so that was all right. I put it in the microwave at work on my first day of training. I had it and it was satisfying. Today I had a noodle salad. I didn't need to microwave it. It was just cold and it was kind of shit. I don't know, just the sauce thing in it. It just smelled kind of plasticky. Um, Maybe that's the container that they have it in. I ate the whole thing, but I didn't enjoy it really. It was fine. Um, And then my housemate's one was... Chef good, chef good. (laughs) Um... What was it? He said, can't say I'm a fan of the lunches. Also nearly splattered it across the back room trying to get the plastic off. It was the char suey pork with fried rice. There was sauce, but the rice was still kind of dry. <clears throat> um, and, and then he said there was broccolini, but it was hard and undercooked. That was his review. 
You don't know my housemate from a bar of soap. Maybe he's a genius. Maybe he's a fuckhead. You don't know, but that's his opinion. Um, here's my overall takeaway from Chef Good. And then I'll tell you whether you should, or, or you can fi- you can figure out if you want to do it. Because the deal is, I have a promo code, S-U-A-T, sitting under a tree, S-U-A-T 10. And it gets you 10% off if you want to order this stuff. And I only get paid if you order it. So if you feel like you want, look, I would never, <laughs> this is not the kind of product that I would ever get. And I remember shitting like two or three weeks ago on the whole prepackaged meal, you know, fucking, th- what was I get? I got that one where you even cook it yourself and I didn't even like that. This one you don't cook it, it's just microwave meals. But they're normally, it's like $115 for 10 meals, which is breakfast and, no, it's lunch and dinner. For two weeks, five days, you know. Um, so it's eleven fifty a meal with my thing. You get ten percent off. So what's that? One hundred and fifteen. Oh, eleven fifty. So you basically get not a ten for the price of nine. You get. Uh, let me do maths. Thirteen. Uh, one hundred and three dollars fifty cents. I think is that right? Eleven fifty. One hundred and fifty. Yes, Aiden. $103.50, you get 10 meals. So it's pretty much $10 a meal, which is actually, is that good? If they're fairly healthy, healthy, if they're fairly healthy meals, that is pretty good. Um, but I just feel, that I, I reckon the reason I would never get this is because I don't like the idea. I just like to feel like I'm doing shit myself. Does that make sense? Maybe that's a, a, a thing, like an um, ego thing of mine. <laughs> Maybe I'm just not emotionally ready for Chef Good. <laughs> like maybe if you're further along on your journey of ego death and, and, and consumerism submission than I am, maybe if you're a little bit further on and you're like, you know what, I actually can be okay with just enjoying consumerism and you know I don't need to feel like I'm a revolutionary to still be happy and like morally okay with myself in my life if you're at that point and you reckon that you'd probably save a bit of money like I'm thinking okay if I'm at work if I'm buying lunch it's gonna cost me 15 bucks is it I don't fucking know, man. I can't tell if this is actually that much of a saving. Like 10 bucks a meal for 10 meals in a week, pretty much. A hundred bucks. How much do you reckon you'd spend on food in a week? That's the thing is if you're a meal prep person, this is where Chef Good has it over that other company where you still have to cook it. That other company where you have to cook it, that's for fucking idiots, I reckon. That is like, who is going to spend the time to cook but still pay the premium price for the ingredient? Fuck that. No way. This is at least kind of cooked for you and ready and you just got a microwave, but it's still fairly healthy with fresh ingredients, locally sourced. That's all good. That's shit that you can feel okay with. But if you're going to pay that much, like you can just do meal prep on a Sunday and you can have all your lunches sorted and it takes like two hours but you can have your lunches sorted for the week and it's going to be cheaper and you'll feel better about it because you'll feel like, oh, I'm 
together and, you know, I'm doing my meal prep. I'm a good person. Whereas with Chef Good, you're putting the shit in the microwave. Also, finally, I will say if I'm going to be like not somewhere where there's a microwave at lunchtime, well, I'm eating cold curry, aren't I? Which I'm not in for. So, look, can I give a definitive recommendation on this? I don't think I can. But I also don't want to say don't get it because that's like the worst. <laughs> it's like the worst ad ever. Like the thing, the person I feel bad for is the dude who, by the way, I cleared this with my guy who gets me the ads. He was like, yeah, man, say whatever you want. So I'm saying I'm not going to lie. All right. And this is all right. Here's part of our relationship. You, the listeners and me is, you know, from me doing this, I'm never going to tell you to get something that isn't fucking good. I'll do the ad. <laughs> but I'm not going to say that it's good if it's not. And I don't know, man, microwave meals just feels weird to me. And it, I was ready to be like, okay, maybe some of them you don't need a microwave. But the cold one that was like a salad tasted like plastic. So, yeah, I don't know. I doubt I'm going to get any money from any of this. But if you still, after that, want to do it, then use the promo code SUAT1. Uh, no, SUAT10. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh. All right, so that's that done. Um, and I mean, look, thank you to everyone at Chef Good for sending me that free food. That's really kind of you. And I think you're doing a good thing. And, you know, there is definitely a market out there for your product, but I don't know that it's me. But I appreciate you sending me that stuff. And thank you to my guy, Simon, who does the ads. You're a fucking legend. And, um, you know, keep up the good work. <clears throat> My birthday on Saturday. Oh, actually, maybe I'll maybe I'll tell you guys this story, and then I reckon I'll bounce, and then and then I'll fucking run around like a psycho and get to St Kilda in an hour. My mum and my uh, brother and my mum's partner came up from Adelaide for my birthday. Their flight got cancelled on Friday, which was fucking annoying because I uh, I did an amazing show, The Coopers Inn, thanks to everyone running that and everyone at the pub and the Melbourne Comedy Festival who filmed the show. What a fantastic night. I had so much fun. Dave Thornton interviewing me. I had a great time chatting to him and uh, hanging out with all the comics and just what a fucking awesome birthday. And then... Saturday, um, yeah, mum and my brother and, and my mum's partner flew down and we got breakfast and my mum got me a really nice present. It was a um, an album of all of these photos that she found of me when I was a kid, like she was cleaning out the old house where I grew up years ago and got all these photos together and just kind of got around to putting them all in an album and gave that to me for my 30th. It was just really lovely and I love looking at pictures of me so that was great um and there was a picture a few pictures in there of me with when I was a kid like age three to maybe eight I had a pet rabbit um my grandparents had a farm that was where they lived and we used to go out and catch rabbits and we caught one one time and I was like can I take it home as a pet and they my mum and dad assumed it was going to die so they were like yeah sure and um, it didn't die. It just lived for five years. Its name was Felicity. 
It was my pet. It was the only pet that I really actually ever had that I, you know, enjoyed. And, uh, and then when I was like eight, it died. And I remember seeing the cage, like it's, my dad had made it a little hutch painted gray. It was this little wooden hutch with like chicken wire. And I remember Felicity used to, uh, two things I remember, rabbit poo all over our backyard. And it used to dig, the rabbit used to dig under the fences and fuck with the neighborhood dogs. And then one day the hutch was in the back of the car and mum and dad were like, oh, we're taking Felicity back to the farm. And I didn't get to see my rabbit anymore, you know, like it was the, 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 the like little hutch thing was in the back of the car. And I was like looking to see if Felicity was in there, but she wasn't. And then it was gone. And, uh, years later I realized that my rabbit had died <clears throat> and my parents didn't really know how to tell me. So they just were like, oh, we're taking her back to the farm, right? So on Saturday morning, I'm looking through all these photos and I see the picture of me as a little kid with my rabbit. And I was like, oh man, remember that rabbit? How great was that? And mum was like, oh, you know, liked you, but it always used to bite everyone else. And I was like, fuck yeah. And and I was like, remember when it died and then you said that it was going back to the farm because you just didn't want to tell me that it was dead? And she went, oh, I don't, yeah, I don't think it got back as far as the farm, which to me is a moment of miscommunication because I know it didn't go back to the farm, mum. I know it died. And I was like, yeah, I know it died. Obviously, you weren't taking it back to the farm. And uh, she went, yeah, I don't even know why she told me this, actually, because she could have just let me, I don't fucking know. I got a lot of thoughts on this, actually. So she goes, no, it didn't, it didn't even get as far as the front door or the fr- front drive. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she went, oh, well, your grandpa sn- rang, rung its neck. So what had actually happened was my parents had gotten sick of this rabbit and they didn't know what to do with it. So my grandpa just came and being a farmer was just used to killing animals. And so he just grabbed it and snapped its neck. That was my rabbit. And they told me that on my birthday. <laughs> And it really threw me, man. I was like hurt, I guess, because I'd always believed, you know, I mean, it was like finding out that, like, it felt like I was eight years old again and they, I never knew that that's what happened. And then they told me and I was just like, fuck, man. But then, you know, am I being a little baby? I mean, fuck, death comes to everyone, whatever. It's like, yeah, get over it, man. Your rabbit died 22 years ago. No one fucking cares. But it did, I walked outside and I had to call my other grandpa at that point anyway. So I just talked to them on the phone. It kind of hit me. I was like, fucking, are you fucking serious? What? You just killed my rabbit. And my thoughts on it is like, it's better to tell. I, it made me think when I have kids, it made me a little bit angry at my parents for not telling me, um, I understand the decision to, you know, I probably wasn't even paying that much attention to the rabbit anymore and, you know, whatever. If you can't afford to have a pet, you can't afford to have a pet or you can't be bothered or like, yes, that's a decision that you just make. So I understand them and then not being able to give it away anyway because it's a feral rabbit. So, yeah, someone's got to come and kill it. Um. I, so I I can't really be mad at them, but I just feel a little bit emotional about it. But I wish at the time that they had told me that 
Felicity had died. I wish they didn't say she's going back to the farm because that is an opportunity. What am I thinking? That's an opportunity to to for me to encounter death. No, I don't know. Maybe I don't wish that they did anything differently. Maybe I just feel sad and a little bit hurt and kind of want to wallow in my hurt because it found it felt like I was finding out just then. It felt like I was watching my grand. I felt very lucky that I didn't at any point see my grandpa do it because it would have made me hate him. I just <laughs> imagine that. Imagine if I walked out at that point and just seen my grandpa just fucking <laughs> killing my <laughs> killing my pet rabbit. Fucking hell! I think I'm gonna email my grandpa and. Uh, just, you know, tell him that I think it's pretty funny that that happened and that I never knew and see what he says. And then I also want to ask, what does it feel like? Because I don't care about that. I mean, I do, but not for him. But he used to kill like all the dogs that they had when the dogs got too old to be sheep dogs. He would take them out the back paddock and shoot them in the head. I kind of want to ask him how that felt. So anyway, I think I'm going to do that. I just would like everyone to know that my parents murdered my pet bunny when I was eight. All right? So, maybe capitalism's okay. Maybe going and buying a few shirts is all right when you have that darkness in your past. Oh, I don't know. Who fucking cares? Anyway, that's what happens. Death is coming. Ha, ha, ha. I'm 30. Thank you guys for listening. I think that's the podcast for this week. Um... Have a great week, man. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace.